This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome to another Gopher Puck Live podcast. This is show number 103. Boy, we are getting up there after breaking that 100 barrier. Well, tonight we have a, a, a guest on our show tonight. And the guest just happens to be the sponsor of the GPL podcast from Vintage Minnesota Hockey, Kyle Owen. Kyle, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me tonight. I'm glad to be here. Well, so. well, trust us, we're glad that you, uh, you and Vintage uh, sponsors our podcast, and we really appreciate that. Uh, um, we, we've had you on for just about a season and a half now, and uh, and, it's, and it's been going really great. We really appreciate you supporting our podcast. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, you guys, it's uh, it's fun to hear, tune in, listen to you guys. I know we uh, talked earlier, Jupe, and uh, sadly, kind of shame on me. I don't uh, I don't tune in every week. Uh, busy <laughs> at the at the rink with my boys, coaching my Pee Wee team this year. So, you can imagine I'm quite quite uh, quite busy. So, but yeah, I love what you guys do and supporting you guys. You guys are you guys are awesome. So, well, obviously, as a sponsor, you got this great. You know, you got Vintage Minnesota Hockey, and obviously, you guys you guys cover all the history from you know. The high schools, to the peewees, to the college teams—not just Minnesota, all the college teams, um, the the minor league teams, the, the pro teams that we've had here over the history. Um, where did all this come from? How did all this start? <laughs> Great question. I know that uh, I've been interviewed during the state tourney. Would have been been there and uh, shooting photos. Uh, you know, I've, I've always been, I guess, kind of looking back. You know, in, in high school and whatnot, I've always been kind of a history buff and. Uh, just uh, at the time, uh, you know, I was back in the, the Pride and Ice days when we had the skates, and uh, you know, yep. when uh, GPL took over and we we used to all skate together, um, you know, it's, it kind of evolved, I guess, kind of morphed, or morphed into you know the the Jersey stuff that uh, Ryan Thompson or Thompson and I um, used to do together, um, and we used to be kind of a group Jersey order thing. Um, and then I know that you you got you know your your more close ties with the U of M, and then. Um, kind of stopped doing the jersey orders through GPL at that time. So I thought, you know, gosh, this would be a great time to just kind of have an all-encompassing hockey history website and and still continue on with the jerseys. So really, to make a long story short, it's I, I learned about licensing overnight, um, about getting licensed jerseys. Um, you learn pretty you know, quick about that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you get in a call from the attorney from the, the collegiate <laughs> licensing company, it's you, you learn quite quick that, oh, boy, I guess I, this is a little bit bigger than, than it, just some group orders through POI. <laughs> so, but, well, you know, the, the thing that I'm really passionate about is the hockey history, to be honest. I, I mean, I really could close the storefront tomorrow. It's really the storefront is, is really what kind of pays for the, the day-to-day mm-hmm. operation, the bills, so to speak. Um, but you know, you, the hockey community is so small. I mean, I'm helping the guys out. Um, you know, at uh, Let's Play Hockey, we're doing some stuff together at the Minnesota Wild, the FSN. You know, they contact me for various photos I've shot, history that's on my website that they're going to use during the Hockey Day Minnesota broadcast live. 
Um, it's just, you know, everybody's kind of doing their thing, including the new state of, state of hockey folks that they've reached out to me to assist them in some stuff that they're doing. Um, but it's, you know, it, like everybody says, it's like, you know, the hockey community is so small. Everybody kind of rallies around and we're all really, you know, for the love of the game. And I mean, obviously we're in the greatest state and supporting the greatest sport. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Well, I so. know that uh, the Jersey thing with you and Tom's obviously started well over 10 years ago, back in the early, mid-2000s. Um, uh, I've got a few of those jerseys. Uh, Viggs, I think you've got a couple jerseys too, don't you? Yep, I've got a couple of the old-style old gopher jerseys, which are fun to wear when you go on the road. <laughs> they definitely are. You know, I've, you know, I saw that picture, an eight-year anniversary of you and Lindy and uh, Blue Liner at the at, – uh, up at St. Cloud, and you were wearing one of those old gold gopher hockey jerseys. So I, I've seen you in them a few times. Yep, that one is one of my favorites. I was, I was glad to see the Gophers uh, kind of go that style for their outdoor game. You know, you know, Kyle. Back when you and Tom's were doing this, it was it was funny how you guys you guys came up with the the Gophers riding across the jersey, just as Gophers, you know, the white ones. And mm-hmm. funny, the next season, the Gophers had a very similar jersey, and they've used that a lot ever since. Uh, is, yeah, you know, is, is the U kind of copying you now? I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that far, but you know, they, really the big thing, too, I mean, I was a season ticket holder back when I was a student at the U of M, and you, you know, obviously you walk around Marriott Arena, and being a history uh, buff, you see the old photos, and, you know, Kind of vintage has obviously been kind of in for many years. You know, people wearing old throwback, you know, T-shirts of whether it be a baseball team or yep. a collegiate team. Um, you know, and, and I always thought, gosh, it'd be cool to make these jerseys. There's got to be a fan base for people that would really love to wear these because the old, the old shirts are just cool. And uh, and it, you know, then that's kind of the thing. It's you know, I put together that that uh, Minnesota jersey project, which was. Uh, you know, started, I worked with my graphic designer, which is on our site under the history tab and got a lot of help with the different universities. It kind of caught on after we did the, you know, the North Stars, Minnesota Moose, um, and then started in with the collegiate teams. And if you look, it's, you know, got the chronological photos that are in high res. You can look through all the way back to the early twenties for the Gophers. And, you know, and it, it took a quite a bit of research through the old, you know, the hardcover Gopher yearbooks, um, to put all those together in, in, in photo format. But, yeah, some you know since I kind of put all that stuff together, the Gophers, you know, they wore, you know, the this the the early '60s shirt and the Hockey mm-hmm. City Classic in Chicago, um, and then the 1953 gold jersey they wore at the, the Hockey City Classic here at the U as well, which was fun for me to see, I guess. Well, you're not just a vintage Minnesota hockey; uh, you're kind of a rube like us. You've been a Gopher fan forever. Had had tickets, student tickets. I mean, I've seen you down at Mariucci quite a few times. Um, uh, so we're not going to just talk vintage tonight. You're Rube just like us. We're going to include you in the conversation because um, I know you love the Govers just as much as we do. So uh, I hope you don't mind. We're going we're gonna to include you in our conversation tonight. Uh, and we'll, Absolutely. Um, oh, that would be great. So, so wait a minute, Al. So what was your Pride on Ice nickname then? <laughs> <laughs> It was actually forehead, so with the number four. That was kind of my high school nickname. Ah, okay. I, I think I remember that. So I, Hammy, you yep, sound kind I, of far away. Can you get a little closer to the microphone? Okay. There we that? go. Is That's better. better. We can hear you, <laughs> you remember forehead, don't you, Hammy? 
Yes, I do. I mean, I. It's <laughs> funny because I remember th- things that you slip through your mind over the years, and then you hear nicknames or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, yeah, I remember that." So, uh, yep. It's kind of similar to you know seeing a rodent's rule at Mariucci a few weeks ago. I mean, he hasn't participated online in years, but uh, it's kind of one of those old names we used to see on POI uh, years ago. And uh, that's another person I'd love to get on uh, the podcast is uh, either Kyle or Matt Barron, uh, one of the two. So I went, those guys went to my high school, you know. <laughs> I know they're Hopkins guys. They were they were younger yeah. than I was, but they, they yeah. were my age. Um, I know uh, Matt has moved on, and he's—I think he's out on the East Coast now. But uh, I think it'd be great to get at least get Kyle on, because I know he's still local, or, or as people might know him as Sal Paradise. Um, you know, he kind of started <laughs> this all for for all of us. I mean, for you, yeah, forehead. Did. I mean, for Hammy, for for Vigo. I mean, for all of us. That's kind of where it all started. So I might try to get him on the podcast sometime and just kind of reminisce about. Uh, about the old days, but uh, that was that was before the message boards really took off. I mean, I think back at that time, it was pretty right. much just the USCHO site and maybe what like Hockey L or whatever it was. Actually, and then yeah, pretty both, much yep. Pride on Ice, I think, wasn't it? I both. think that was the first team college hockey board that definitely. I ever remembered seeing. Definitely uh, Pride on Ice, and at the time USCHO, they both wrote their own software for the message board. Right. I mean, I know that uh, USCHO in the late '90s moved over to a something a little more robust, but uh, at at, P- at PrideOnIce.com, it was all custom software that he wrote. Yep. So that uh, that's one reason why he loved it because it was kind of a geeky thing. Well, guys, we need to talk some hockey here. I mean, uh, this past weekend, Michigan came to town. Um, the Gophers swept. I mean, all is going well for the Gophers, uh, Vigo. I mean. A 5-2 victory, a 4-2 victory. I mean, we'll talk about the injury in a little bit here, but let's start off with that 5-2 victory Friday night. It was kind of nice to see Mr. Pitlick get on the scoreboard again. Yeah, everybody's been harping on Pitlick to shoot the puck yeah. more and, and be more of a threat offensively, and I think he, he acted on that message this weekend. Michigan really came to Mariucci, and I think they got lost on the big ice on Friday night. Uh, the Gophers had plenty of time in the offensive zone. They just dominated possession um, shots. Um, they had you know forty plus and gave up I think around twenty. Um, so it was a pretty impressive um, display for the Gophers against a you know a, a kind of a name program, which was good to see. Uh, this stretch of six games where they've won all the um, contests, you know they're not playing the cream of the crop. And they've taken care of business, which is which is good to see because I think the past couple of years we've seen the Gophers look past some of these games and and drop oh, them. And uh, you know they didn't do that either night. Um, they they scored goals in the last minutes of the periods. Um, they generated lots of chances. They didn't give away too many odd man rushes. So it was good to see. And boy, that first goal on Friday night by Pitlick, uh, another snipe shot. Reminiscent of what he did against Alaska Anchorage in the first series of the year. So, uh, and, and like you said, the coach Lucia has been saying, "This kid's got to shoot because he's got the skill." And and he did. And he finally got up. On, finally got on the board again because I think what was that his third or fourth goal? Figs something like that. Third goal. Third goal. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Third goal. Vinny Letary today talked about that a little bit. You know, as he grew up. You know, his dad, his his grandpa, his coaches told him to shoot more, shoot more. And I think as a young player, you know, it takes a little bit of time to assert yourself. 
you know, not everybody's going to be like Thomas Vanek and Phil Kessel and just shoot the heck out of the puck mm-hmm. uh, right away. So I think these guys have to learn to assert themselves. So I think if Pitlick can kind of start taking more shots and, you know, not deferring so much to his line mates, he's going to get plenty of chances. He's, he's going to stick with Klus and she, I think for the entire stretch here, even with the injury to Novak. So he's going to get a lot of offensive zone time and, you know, a lot of chances to score goals. Kyle, I know you're more of a family man now, uh, but uh, did you get a chance to watch the Gophers this past weekend? You know, to be brutally honest, I actually didn't didn't oh. get to uh, tune in and watch any of the games. You're gonna um, lose I your cred, man. Follow... You're gonna lose your cred. <laughs> I know it's terrible. It's, it's fun to hear the it's fun to hear the names, though. I know that I, you know I, years back I interviewed Lance Pitlick, and that's back when his boy was his little. And I mean, he he was saying that you know, boy, my son is a 14 year old has better hands than I did all my years of uh, playing pro hockey. And I mean, he was serious, you know, and kind of just had uh, taken off with his sweet hands hockey product that Lance Lance invented as well. So it's it's fun to see these kids, you know, and grow up and, you know, why I have so much passion for the state tournament and seeing these kids, you know, move on to the, the, the collegiate and then pro level. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. So, but yeah, I know Siv on me, my Rube cred. It's uh, <laughs> I'm kind of one of those. I'm kind of one of those Gopher guys where it's like, uh, you know, I'm kind of the diehard WCHA days where it's, uh, you know, in uh, <laughs> the the whole big thing. And yeah, so, yeah, we could sit and talk about that forever. And it's it's fun to see the Gophers doing well. Um, but yeah, it's, unfortunately, I didn't tune in this weekend. Not a big deal. Uh, Hammy, Saturday night, uh, Vinny Letary show. Yeah, it was kind of like all over, you know, a empty netter, you got a penalty shot, you know, it was kind of an uh, interesting night to get, interesting ways to get a hat trick. Uh, you know, the other thing that pops into my head about that night is somehow we got to figure out a way to keep Shearhorn in net because he doesn't know for the life of him how to handle the puck and not get a goal <laughs> scored on him. What is that, like the second week in a row or whatever? I can't remember what it is, but... <laughs> It's like uh, as soon as he handles the puck, he shoots it to the wrong spot, and then he doesn't get back in position, and he's not ready for the shot. And so that kind of gave him life, you know, and that that's um, that game kind of was closer than it should have been. That kind of gave them some momentum, and uh, fortunately we pulled it out, though. Well, yes, we pulled it out. It was obviously a, a good weekend getting the six points, but uh, Hammy, uh, like we saw, you know, Novak gets on the board, finally gets gets off the schneid, hadn't scored in a while. He scores on Friday night. Uh, Saturday night, a little quieter, but at the end of the game, an unfortunate collision with a Michigan player, and uh, Novak is gone for the season. So th- that's a pretty big blow to this team, don't you think? It is. I mean, he's obviously a very talented player, and he helps, you know, whenever you lose a guy out of the top six, or you know, so it's like it's certainly going to hurt. I, like I said, I'm – uh, GPL, it's not like we're replacing a Hobie candidate, so I don't think it's, like, <laughs> devastating. Um, and, you know, he's kind of been a little inconsistent, so I think that um, – but he's certainly got a lot of talent and upside, and I expect him to be, you know, a good player for the next couple of years um, once he recovers. But it's really going to be a situation where I think we're going to have to see some guys uh, step up. It's not going to be just one guy. I think it's going to have to be a little bit from different players. That, you know, we mentioned earlier – um, with Pitlick being, uh, you know, one of those guys that you expect to kind of step up, and he, you know, he's got so much talent and ability. He proved it in the junior hockey last year at USHL, and 
Um, he can shoot the puck. We've seen that a few times already, and it, we just need him to keep pulling the trigger and making things happen. And um, him and a few other guys are just going to have to try to help make up for what Novak would have done if he had uh, been healthy. Uh, Viggs, you're at media day today. Um, obviously, Novak had just kind of gotten out the schneid, scored Friday, was starting to look at turnaround. around, gets injured Saturday. What, what did Lucia and, and even Letary talk about today uh, at media day about uh, Novak? Um, just that they're going to miss him. You know, he was uh, one of their stronger centers in the in the lineup, and so they're going to have to make an adjustment putting Vinny back at center. Uh, so I think Vinny had benefited playing wing, a little less responsibility, uh, kind of enabled him to drive the net a little bit more and create more scoring. Uh, he's going to have to go back to center. And typically under Don Lucia, the centers have to do a little more work defensively, playing all 200 feet. Um, so it could be a challenge for Vinny to keep up his goal scoring. As they go forward, because this this team, you know, it doesn't have a lot of right-handed players, and it doesn't have a ton of center depth. So it'll, it'll be a little stretch for their lineup to have him move over. Well, the good thing is that they did get the sweep, um, uh, and, and that's kind of the biggest story out of the weekend. You know, get the sweep, keep moving, um, and obviously we're going to be moving into next weekend in a little bit here. But uh, if you have any questions for us, and you're on Twitter, just uh, if you're listening live, just tweet us. Use GPL Podcast. Ask a question, and we'll try to get to it. Nate, is, uh, Nate wants you to kind of re, re, uh, reinvestigate your own question for his podcast, uh, Viggs. Does Michigan injure Gophers because they're sad they can't win a regular season title? Was that your well, question obviously, <laughs> Yeah, that was my question for Nate yesterday. I mean, obviously, it's, a, it's an issue for them because at the end of the game, you know, it's not an accident that they're kind of – going hard into guys all the time. You know, the sector mm-hmm. Dank's hit was, you know, probably preventable open ice hit, you know, it was a little bit random, but you know, he didn't back away. He he went right through Novak's knee. And, you know, if he sees it coming and kind of goes to the side, it's not a big hit. Uh, Michael Downing, he went after numerous gophers before at the end of the series. Um, Justin Clues took a took a shot at Michigan at the end of the season last year saying, you know, if it was easy to win a Big Ten title Michigan would have one by now. <laughs> and, you know, there was kind of a, a, a definitely a sketchy hit on Smatula that he could have avoided injury uh, um, Saturday night as well, don't you think, Viggs? Yep. I mean, you, at the end of these games with Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, you know, Gophers <laughs> have to keep their head up because it looks like these teams aren't afraid to take runs at the end of the game. That's, that's definitely not a good thing. So that was that was Vigo's question for Nate that we rehashed for this podcast. Um, the Matula one was a joke. <laughs> you think I'm it, serious, dude. That that was the cheap one to me. I mean, the Novak was unfortunate, but the one on Matula, that one, man, that should have definitely been a penalty, a serious penalty. Uh, they, they didn't call anything, did they? I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember I, I don't it being call either. Um. Another question from uh, this is from State of Hockey, probably more towards you, Hammy. Uh, is the hype for Middlestead too big for him to live up live up to? I mean, this kid is. Uh, well, I think it's one of those things where it depends on the fan and the expectations. I mean, I I, I think that he could have played this year and been a, a contributor. Um, and but I mean, you know, it just really depends on. I don't. I think we've all kind of. Put on the shelf a little bit of the uh, the hype that after the Dave Spihar stuff, yep. and then obviously we've seen more recently with Cammy. Um, 
you know, you kind of have to be a little cautious, even if they do great, uh, you know, on a level before it, you just can't be too, get too ahead of yourself with the hype. Um, I think Middlestead probably has a lot better of an opportunity simply because he's a bigger player. He's very fast, good goal scorer. You know, he's got a lot of the, the traits that, you know, he should be able to make it to the pro level, whereas a Cami or a Spihar, for instance, those are guys that maybe didn't have some of the same physical gifts. Um, so it, But I still think that uh, it just comes down to the fan, you know. I mean, some fans... Are, they live and die by the stat sheets and what they see in the, you know. <laughs> they do. I, I mean, seriously, yeah, we've seen do. it. I mean, some people think like, oh my God, he's not like scoring at two points a game clip or this or that or whatever, so he must be not as good. Or I mean, you can't please everybody. So I mean, hopefully the players will just will come in and play the role that they're, you know, the coaches feel is best suited for them and contribute and hopefully that you know lead, help lead the team to something significant but um as far as con- you know point totals and all that i mean just depends on what your expectation is as an indi- individual fan Viggs, any thought on the hype for Middlestead? well i just think unlike some of the players who come in with a lot of hype Middlestead's going to be a top six center for this team you know he's one of those prototypical centers uh, Don Lachie was talking about two of them at Wisconsin with Frederick and Cunning, you know, big bodies who can play in the middle and skate. Middleset's going to be that kind of player, and Minnesota needs centers. So he's going to get the opportunity to, to play a lot of situations when he comes in next year. And I, I expect him to, to slot right in. He's an explosive player. He's proved it on the world stage and all the international tournaments he's played in. Um, and he, he looked really good in the USHL from what I saw in highlights. And it could be some of his, you know, his his team's not as good this year either. So. Well, he's playing a lot that's of what, that's what I was just yeah. Go ahead, Kyle. Well, that's that's what I was just going to say about Middlestad. It's like you know the EP this year is doesn't have the same lineup as they had last year. I mean that it's it's a great timely question. I mean, it just came out today. He was you know ranked as the fifth best North American skater for the draft. Um, I mean, this kid's the real deal. He's, he's, in my mind, a lock for Mr. Hockey this year. Um, it, it's, it would be a shame if he didn't get it. Um, I mean, he, this is a huge pickup for the U. Um, and, I mean, any any college program in the country would have, you know, knocked on doors to get this kid in, the, in there. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him um, on the big stage at uh, Let's Play, or the Hockey Day Minnesota this weekend as well. It should be a fun matchup between Stillwater and uh, EP number one versus number eight. So it should be, be good to see him. Definitely will be. I mean, he he'll be kind of the highlight of the, of, of that whole game. So uh, obviously, Stillwater's got a pretty damn good team. Um, I think they might come out on top, but people are there to see Middlestad. So eh, it'll it'll be it'll be exciting. And we actually have a question here for you, Kyle. And this kind of goes into uh, the, some of the Jersey stuff you do. But uh, Tim Hapke always sending us questions. He wants to know any Gopher jerseys being added, like the old Corona style. Uh, the silky style white or gold jerseys from the late nineties. You have any plans for some of those late nineties jerseys? I mean, I'm not a fan of those silky styles, and that's obviously a, a different fabric and and whatnot. But uh, tell us about any anything coming along down the ropes for uh, for Gopher jerseys. Uh, you know, to be honest, I mean, we we have like 18 different Gopher jerseys <laughs> right now. I mean, we don't have we. 
So, I mean, we're apparently you, you know, don't we have enough. We, we, take, <laughs> we take a gamble more than uh, any other uh, storefront or brick and mortar store um, that I don't want to mention. That uh, we've you know had people contact us that we were like, yeah, we'll make them for you. Um, you know, like the, the Gopher Women's Blue Line Club contacted us because a certain store didn't want to make them for them. And we're like, sure, we'll make them for you. Then after the popularity caught on, a certain store decided they wanted to carry that that jersey then as well. Um, so that, that might be a little bit of a jab there. But, uh, again, I'm not going right. to go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that silky style is, is uh, kind of, you know, the a lot of people know that. It's Gemini Athletic Wear and Edina is that, the company that used to make that. Um, it's the dazzle cloth material. We did carry that soccer jersey um, shirt that the golfers wore that had kind of the different yellow and stripes mm-hmm. up and down. Um, that was worn in the late 90s, and, and unfortunately a lot of that rare fabric is not really being produced anymore, so a lot of those quote-unquote silky-style shirts, um, kind of uh, to get them produced right, um, you know, based on time period, it would be tough to, to, tough to do to answer the questions specifically. But uh, the one thing I like about your guys' jerseys, though, is that you can get customization, can't you? I mean, you can get patches, numbers, names, you name it, you can get that. And you just, that's really the only place you can get it, right? Is you. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, back in the day, Steikens is a lot of old Gopher Rubes know that yeah. uh, that was the, you know, the Steikens was the one that used to customize the Gopher game worn shirts. Um, one of the, uh, Hey, is the interests there that you know a lot of people knew her. She sat kind of quote unquote in the dungeon and, and down in the basement at Steichen's, and she sold the Timberwolves, the, the Vikings, the Twins, and the Gopher all of Gopher Athletic game more. She now sells for me and uh, you know has kind of the original patterns and the patches and, and knows the way that these shirts need to be sewn. I, well, you're cutting out a little bit there, Kyle. Sensitive sewing, and she used to sew some of the Minnesota. Nope, oh, you still there? Uh, you're just cutting out just a little bit. Uh, you know, we heard about the the lady at Steikins who's, who's doing the sewing. I, you know, I believe that uh, she might have even done some of our sewing for some of our Rubes jerseys, Vigo. So yeah, she, those she, turned she, out really nice. Yeah, <laughs> so she, she's kind of famous for doing those those sewing. Are you still there, Kyle? I'm I'm, I'm here. Yep. Can you hear me? So uh, you were just cutting out just a little bit there. Nope. So can you hear me? That's all that really matters, I guess. I can, <laughs> yep, I can still hear you. Well, well you know, it, basically it just comes down to, you know, you know, I think a lot of frustration over the years about, about go for hockey jerseys, whether it's new, old, people couldn't get anything. I mean, the, the stuff that the stores were selling at the time were really crap. And then when, when you and Tom started, the, you know, all this, this retro stuff, you know, with the Bumblebee jerseys and, and the old Woog style jerseys, um, and then you took it on and did it further, and you know, kind of, you know, you've got your store for it now. You know, if people want these custom jerseys, you, you know, they could just come to you and get these customizations with their own names, their numbers, and what have you. I mean, even down to you know, you know, those little gopher patches on the on the on the shoulders or whatever it may be. You could be able, you could do this for them pretty easily, and it's pretty quick turnaround time, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the before Christmas and, and things like that, we have our seasons where the turnaround time gets to be, you know, a little bit uh, more, um, which is to be expected based on volume. Um, but typically our, our turnaround time, we, we pride ourselves. We're still a family-based business. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and we're we're blowing out big corporations out of the water, and we can you know if, if somebody placed an order today, um, you know we can have it back to them with their custom name and number, and in, in typically less than three weeks. So. <laughs> Well, you know where to go, people, and, and as, obviously, as a listener of the GPL podcast, if you go to a, go to the store and put in the promo code GPL podcast, Kyle will knock off ten percent off your order. So, um, definitely take advantage of that. I mean, I've got you know I've got one of your jerseys, uh, the the Gophers style going across, and I think you know both back when you were Tom's were tuning it together, I've gotten a few of those too before you had your business. So, I've been more than happy with the jerseys I've gotten from you. So. Uh, uh, I, I, we just really enjoy it, and I know the fans do too. So we're we're glad you're out there, and and I know you know you've, you've noticed some of the competition coming up with uh, some things down that you not making you so happy. But uh, you know what? People can't get the customization they can at your place. So uh, make sure you check it out, folks, because uh, you're gonna just get the best quality there. I mean, where else are you gonna get numbers and names? You're not gonna get it from any other place than than uh, vintage. So. Uh, that's just the best place to go. That's, that's really all I have to say about that. Anything else you want to say about your store, Kyle? I mean, obviously you've got, uh, no, you've, obviously you've got other college teams. You've got some pro, uh, pro jerseys. I mean, you even do some high school. Can you get me a Jefferson Jaguar jersey? Can you get me one of those? <laughs> we <laughs> we actually do carry uh, on our site. So <laughs> it's the one that has the Jaguars uh, script uh, diagonal. Yeah. So. <laughs> Get me an old Jags one. I can relive the old days of when my hockey team was good. Oh, boy. Those were the days. Well, anyway, guys. What? So weren't you in the band, dude? Yes, I was in the band, but uh, because I didn't play hockey until I was an adult. But I can still relive my dreams of Jaguar hockey being good. If you go to, if you wear the, you can't wear the jersey. You have to wear your band outfit. Uh, I wear my band jacket. Oh, jeez. That's all I need from you right now, Hammy. That's all I need Just from you. <laughs> well, um, obviously we've got uh, Wisconsin coming up this weekend, boys. And uh, Friday, you know, we're going to Wisconsin, playing a regular night game at the Cole Center. Um, and then Saturday we've got the Hockey Day Minnesota with, you know, all the high school games that, Kyle, I know you'll be at. You'll be in Stillwater, won't you? Uh, not hearing Kyle. He's cutting out again. Well, I know he'll be on Stillwater yep. covered. Yep, I'm I'm here. Sorry, you're, you guys are kind of cutting in and out here. I apologize. That's, it's yeah, not- I'll absolutely be in Stillwater the whole weekend. My wife and I are going down uh, Friday night. Um, I this is my 11th straight year yeah. uh, covering Hockey Day through my camera lens. Oh. Yep. Still there, Jupe? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. We hear you. It's it's cutting out a little bit, but you know. I've, you know, I know you've been participating in that for for years, and uh, and obviously it's we've got the high school game that's going to be on FSN, followed by you know uh, uh, the Gopher game at five p.m. and the Wild game that night. Um, Vigo, when it comes to the Gophers, who do they need to worry about this weekend? Is it pretty much Bessie and Cunning? And Frederick is and the Frederick. other big okay. player to watch for uh, Wisconsin. Uh, you know, and and stay stay disciplined, uh, Penn. Uh, Wisconsin has a pretty good power play. You know, they're tenth in the country, about twenty-two point seven percent. So they've been very effective there, and they've got a lot of talent there. Uh, Minnesota penalty kill has done really well the last uh, seven games. I think it's twenty-three kills in a row for them. And the big difference there is Eric Shearhorn. So as long as Shearhorn can can see where the shots are coming from on the penalty kill, they're going to be in good shape. But if they start taking 
you know, six, seven, eight, nine chances against, uh, it's going to be a long weekend. What do you think, Hammy? This is a, a different team than we've seen the last few years for Wisconsin. It's, uh, you know, they got some new coaching in there now. There's some new enthusiasm. Um, the Cole the Center population <laughs> is starting to uh, fill up more than it has been the past few years. So uh, what can the Gophers expect this weekend out of Wisconsin? Well, I mean, I think, you know, they're not where they're <clears> – <throat> they're still not where they we're used to seeing them over yep. the course of their history. They're headed in the right direction. I think we've talked about it the last, you know, two, three years that, um, you know, one of the big things that had been holding back the Big Ten on the whole has been the fact that, you know, going into it, everybody figured, okay, um, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota would typically, you know, on most years be um, NCAA contenders or at least in the NCAAs, and it really hasn't been that way, particularly with Wisconsin, um, they've really kind of been the letdown the first handful of years in the Big Ten. So um, it's nice to see them kind of heading back in the right direction. Obviously, we don't we want to still kick the hell out of them. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we've been saying that from a rivalry standpoint, you, you still want them to be a good team. Um, you just still want to beat the hell out of them. But you want those, those games to mean something. And, and certainly from a rivalry perspective, um, I'm – I think in the coming years it'll be kind of getting back to where it was in the past um, and probably still with the same results, meaning the Gophers are winning most of the games. Um, but, you know, it is nice to see them improved. Uh, and I think that, you know, obviously this year they're scoring more. Their goaltending is clearly a, a little bit of a weak spot yet, you know, which is kind of, um, when you think about Wisconsin over the years, you tend to think better goaltending, and uh, they're not really getting that. Um so that's uh, a little bit of a surprise in that sense, but uh, I certainly think with some of the recruiting that they've been doing since the new staff got on board, um, they'll be a good team in the years to come, and I think that them and hopefully Michigan will find some consistency. I, I don't know if it'll be after Berenson retires um, and you know maybe with Ohio State. So I think the Big Ten is heading in the right direction. Um, of course, we don't know what's going to happen with gopher coaching, you know, um, but <laughs> – you know, I mean, but I mean, that's just the reality. But I think right now um, there's a lot more improvement in the league and that we have to look forward to in the coming years. Well, Viggs, you know, obviously Wisconsin's not where they want to be. <laughs> They're building it up. But uh, they only have one loss in conference and have played two less games. So uh, uh, a split is not the greatest thing for the Gophers this weekend. They, they need to play strong. They need to keep Wisconsin behind them because if they don't, Wisconsin's going to be knocking on their door. Yeah, I think this is a better Wisconsin team than we've seen the last couple of years. Um, Jurasek did pick up an injury, um, I think it was probably about two months ago, to his right knee. Um, he played last weekend for the first time after a stretch where Wisconsin had to lean on their freshman, Jack Berry. Um, so I think, you know, seeing if he's comfortable, I, I'm sure he'll see one of the games against Minnesota. It's important for the Gophers to put the puck on net and, and try to challenge him and, you know, get in his face with some traffic and bodies. You know, it isn't a, a big Minnesota team, you know, but they've got guys like Smetula and Bristet who really can, you know, do some work around the net. So it's going to be important for them to be engaged that way. Um, but, you know, with Granado taking over Wisconsin hockey, uh, Lucia said you're going to see a little bit more up and down um, play from them. You know, they're not just going to be the sit back, you know, man, four check, man and a half, four check. You're going to see some more aggressive play out of Wisconsin. 
So I think that's something to look forward to because it'll be more entertaining if Wisconsin's, you know, a good team in the Big Ten and and plays an exciting style that we're used to seeing from Minnesota and Michigan. I tell you, that's just what we want to see as well, too. I mean, we want them to lose. We want the Gophers to beat them. But uh, I tell you, a different style of hockey could go a long way in Madison because uh, obviously over these last few years, uh, Eves and his style of, of hockey, uh, and not just them playing bad. I mean, because they had some decent teams. I mean, four years ago they were second in the conference. They, you know, I mean, they've had decent teams. But the fans there, they, they just didn't even like the style of hockey. They like the old sour style, up and down, play some more exciting hockey, and that's been missing from from Badger hockey for quite a few years now. Um, and, and I think the crowds are coming back not just because of the winning, but just the style of hockey is it, it's just more fun. Because you know what? I, I hate to tell you, Hammy, Wisconsin's been boring for a while. Well, I think we've known that. I mean, we've known that for the better part of a decade. I mean, I, yeah, but they were successful. We, we they were successful, but even, you know, but their, their fans hate their own be. style of hockey. That's telling you something. Because that's well, what they, I've heard from did, their fans. They didn't mind it when it was winning, but then yeah. when it really started to go downhill and it sucked, then it was really like <laughs> they had nothing to they had nothing to hang their hat on, and that was like all downhill from there. But um, yeah, it, it's nice to see. You know, I mean, everybody likes to have. I mean, we're not going to see the old days where it was like eight to seven games and <laughs> things like that. But I mean, it, it is nice to see a little bit more wide open play. I mean, it's uh, the the game is a lot more entertaining when you get to see speed and skill taking over. Well, I tell you one thing. I, I haven't. I I was invited to go this year. I decided not to. But I know there's going to be a, a strong Gopher contingent there. Uh, Viggs, are you making the trip this year? I'm not going to make it this year, you know, being a parent of a four yeah. and two year old uh, carries some responsibility. Yep. As much as I'd like to uh, to go to Madtown for this one, uh, I will be watching on TV. I know uh, Nate Wells, Gopher State, uh, uh, Drew Cove, and um, and uh, Dex will be all at Madison for the series. So <laughs> they're going to plenty of Gopher coverage there. They're going to those are all young man. kids. So yeah, they, they are young. They are young. Uh, Kyle, have you made the trip to Madison recently? And I'm sure you've gotten in a lot of trouble there, haven't you, in the past? To be honest, back in the days of the POI gatherings, I was uh, married at the time, so I'd never have been on a Madison road trip. Ooh. So I know that I used to watch from afar and look at all the stuff that uh, the you know the old flag guy photos on POI and GPL. and think, oh man, I'm missing out on these, but. Yeah, I never never did make the trip to Madtown. So, oh, I know I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the alumni border battle though on on the banks at uh, St. Croix on Friday night that they're I, having with all the old alumni. There are a lot of good of hockey Gophers on that team. That should be fun. It does look like a lot of fun. Except I didn't see who who's Wisconsin going to have a net because I looked at the roster and I didn't see a single goalie. They just going to throw the Gopher goalie? You no, know, that's net? a. <laughs> That's a great question. Now that you say that, I, do, I don't know who they're throwing in nets either. So, but yeah, there's some the, some big names from obviously national championship players and uh, Nanny behind the bench, and it should be it should be a fun night on Friday night. It, it definitely will be. I mean, it's obviously, fun. Well, the night are going to be down there shooting photos. So, yeah, it's it's. It's it's good times because a lot of those older Gophers they still feel that the, the the Badgers are their biggest rival, and and I would love to see the Badgers become the, their biggest rival again. Obviously, in the last I'd say twenty years, it's been it's been North Dakota, and and even some of the more local schools. So, um, 
Hammy, we need some blood this weekend, don't we? We need to get this rivalry back up. We need uh, a Wisconsin player to do something stupid. I mean, uh, you know, if anything could build this rivalry and build the Big Ten, is heat. Somebody cutting out there. Hammy, what do you think, though? I mean, we need some blood. We need we need something interesting to happen in this series because it's been too boring for too long. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know <laughs> that I need blood. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> like to see a well-played series with uh, the Gophers coming on top a couple times. But, you know, as long as it's um, entertaining, it's not one of those, you know, snooze fests of the Eves era. Um <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like, it's like to me, it's more about the competition and what happens in the game. Um, I, I really don't give a damn about the whole after the whistle stuff and whatever. I'd rather just watch the game. And um, you know, fortunately for the most part, even when Wisconsin was good, it didn't really have that element. Um, that was more of a North Dakota thing. But you know, that's just I, I'd rather stick to uh, having it be an up and down kind of a game and. <laughs> Lots of goals and the Gophers winning games. Well, I can't disagree with you there. I can't disagree with you there. I think we lost Kyle. Yep. He's no longer on the call. Too many problems with the connection. Sorry, Kyle. It's just That's just how it goes sometimes. You know, the Wi-Fi doesn't always work that great. Vigo, how about some blood this weekend? What do you think? <clears throat> <laughs> maybe not you know, blood. I, maybe not blood. But we. But you know. You know. We talk about the rivalry. We talk about good hockey. But we. We, we need something to, to stoke this rivalry. I would. I would like to see some competitive games with goal scoring, and I think that's okay. what we're going to get this weekend. Um, I don't want to see another Gopher get checked from behind and get a concussion like yeah. Novak. You know, or or someone get need like Novak again this last weekend. You know, I'd like to see a, a rather clean game from that standpoint. I know this Gopher team doesn't need any more injuries uh, as well, but yeah, I think we're going to see exciting hockey. I think with Bessie, um, Conan, and, and Frederick, um, Wisconsin has some some horsepower this year, so it should be a good series. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Shearhorn keeps playing as solidly as he has the last six games, because he's going to be the key for this team in the second half. Definitely got to be. I mean, she's been their most consistent player. He's scoring a lot. I mean, he's, he's up up there in the scoring for the the country. Um, uh, boy, I can't say we'd be any happier with Sheehy right now. Um, well, he's been he's been one of their best young players. You know, they've got him on a good spot on that first line with with Kloos and and Pitlick, and they're they're putting Sheehy around the net on the power play, which is a good spot for him. You know, he's a nice big body who, who can find pucks in the blue paint, and, and that's what they need. Well, Viggs, you had media day today. Um, we'll add this audio to the end of the podcast like we always do. Uh, what's the preview? What's uh, What are we going to hear? Uh, you'll get to hear Lucia talk a little bit about, uh, you know, Vinny Letary's game, Ryan Collins' game, um, kind of the, the change in Wisconsin's leadership and what he thinks about Granado. And then you'll hear Terry talk about his success uh, and, and everybody telling him to shoot more. <laughs> uh, it, it was a good thing. He was scoring. So that it, when you're shooting, you're making plays, it, uh, good things happen. So, And you'll hear that at the end of the podcast. I always throw that on at the end of the audio. Um, need to thank uh, Kyle Owen from Vintage Minnesota Hockey. Uh, you know we lost his connection there at the end. Uh, 
you just go to the website, vintagemnhockey.com. He's got so much stuff on history there. He's got, obviously, the store for jerseys. Um, follow him on Twitter at vintagemnhockey. Obviously, you can always follow Hammy on Twitter at hammyhockey and Vigo on Twitter at evigo. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we'll be back next week to recap the Badger series and uh, preview uh, the North Star Cup, which is probably going to be the final North Star Cup. It's over, folks. It's not coming back. Until then, thanks for listening. Rivaling the coaching staff there. How, how do they look different? Uh, well, they were a young team last year, so all, all of a sudden most of the team is back. You could see the growth their team had the second half of last year, and I think this year is a continuation of that. You know, you had a couple good players in, the, in their freshman class, and you know they've got a real good group of forwards right now, and very deep, and you know they're scoring a lot of goals. So, you know, that's going to be the important thing for us is to make sure that we defend well and, and uh, are good on specialty teams because both of their power play and penalty kill are very good. Fun place to play, no matter what. Yeah, it is. I, you know, they're, it's a good rivalry. It's, uh, you know, I, I think it's a healthy rivalry. Their fans get into it. Um, you know, I, I think they're starting to get some of their, their crowd back and fans back, and um, so it should be a, you know, a fun game. I mean, they're going to come up and down the rink and attack, and it should make for a real up and down series. It's one of those things, part of the game, but it has to be a bummer to lose Tommy Novak as much as he'd been improving. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's disappointing. I mean, you, you feel bad for anybody that has to, you know, have surgery and, and end the season and, um, you know, have to go through the rehab. And uh, unfortunately, that's a part of athletics. And um, I thought that he was really starting to come on. And, and, and uh, he's obviously a valuable player. You know, it's difficult to lose a centerman. Um, probably even more so than a winger. Uh, he's good on draws. Played on the power play, uh, so we'll have to shuffle the deck a little bit and uh, see who can fill that void. Um, but that's part of the game too. That you know we have enough good players that you know you got to carry on. You mentioned uh, Vinny Letary a couple weeks ago playing the best year he, he's had in the program. What's gone into his development in the past four years to make him the player he is today? Well, I think a, a combination of he came in as a true freshman, so it wasn't like he was a you know a 20, 21 year old freshman. So there's going to be natural um, uh, improvement from your freshman to your senior year. But Vinny has always put in a lot of time. He's one of those guys that uh, he's always in the weight room. He takes care of himself. Um, he stays out after practice. He's on early. He's always working on his game because he wants to be a player, and all that hard work's paid off for him. Is one of the hardest things when you have players that have ability to, to get them to trust the process, meaning when they're freshmen, sophomores, you can see what they can be like when they're seniors, and they're very, very frustrated at that time because it's not happening. How do you coach through stuff like that when you can see they've got the ability and they're going to be just fine and they can't? Well, I think that's part of the communication. I think the, the one thing in our sport that uh, you know kids come in, they've, they've been on the power play, they've played major minutes before they get here, and all of a sudden, you know, maybe they're a freshman, they're not playing every night. Uh, just, Nate Schmidt was a great example. I think he played 10 games his freshman year and left here after three, his, you know, two years later he left and went and played in the National Hockey League and it was an All-American. But, you know, you could see it. He had ability. You know, he had to get himself in a little bit better physical condition. And, um, 
you know, had to learn not to play such high-risk hockey. And, you know, it was evident that next year, because I remember having the conversation in spring, you know, you're not going to have to play yourself into a spot. You're going to have to play yourself out of it. And, you know, he was a completely different player as a sophomore. And, you know, for some guys, it's, it's instantaneous and right away. And other guys, it, you know, might take a year or two. With losing Novak, what have you kind of been preaching to the other guys to kind of step up in his absence? Well, I mean, that, that's just it. Other guys are going to get an opportunity. And if you, know, if you weren't in the power play and now you're getting a chance, then you know, that player is going to be excited. Uh, if you, you know, weren't playing in our top nine and now you're playing in our top nine, you're going to be excited to, to have an opportunity to do that. So you know, we've got some older guys that have been kind of you know, in and out, and they're going to get some opportunities here this weekend. And you know, uh, hopefully they can produce. Do you have an idea it's kind of going to replace him in that center role? Uh, yeah, I think right now we'll probably move Vinny over uh, right now. I mean, Vinny's played you know half his career. He's been a centerman. So um, we played center to begin the year. And then once we moved Matulo back to center, we moved him to the right side because we don't, we don't have a lot of right shots. Great wingers that uh, they could play in the, at the top end of our lineup. So uh, we'll probably move Vinny over at least to start out and see how that looks and you know try to you know keep some balance. And if that doesn't work, you know we could overload a couple lines too. I think last week started a, a stretch where you guys don't have any time off really for the rest mm -hmm. of the year. I mean, do you talk to them about that? About no, the I, they want to play. I mean, you get to, it's January, it's mid-January, and you know if you ask them, they'd rather play than practice at this point. And you know, even today, I think we went 72, 73 minutes, and you know we're trying to keep our guys fresh. Um, I mean, they know our systems, they know how we want to play. You know, I don't think this is a time of the year you got to beat on them on a regular basis. It's about, you know, just touching quickly on some of your systems and keep working specialty teams and, you know, trying to play fast. I think that's the big thing is that you want your guys to play fast and, and have energy for Friday and Saturday night. What's different about Wisconsin under Granado this year? Well, I don't know how much different they're playing. I mean, it's, you know, you look at it and hockey doesn't change that much. Maybe they're a little bit more aggressive um, from an offensive standpoint, but at the same time, you know, they're, we got a couple centers that are first-round picks. You know, Coonan goes from you know uh, a 17, 18-year-old. Now he's a year older, and Frederick was a first-round pick. So you know, they just right now their their personnel starting to mature, especially up front. Uh, I think that's a big thing. Is that you know the, you look at the metrics all of a sudden instead of getting outshot on a regular basis, they're out shooting teams by 10. And I think that's I think they have a real good deep uh, group of forwards that are you know driving the engine. Do you know much about Granada? I know you guys stayed in the same hotel when you were out at St. Lawrence. Well, I know. I mean, I worked uh, camps with Tony and uh, with the USA Hockey with the World Juniors for a couple of years. He was there helping out, and uh, he's been very active. Obviously, you know, a great player there, and you know, he's kind of like Corey Millen going back to finish his degree, and and so working on school at the same time. So, you know what? Uh, it's a very good staff, and you know, uh, Wisconsin's got a rich tradition, and. Yeah, it's like anything. They're not going to stay down for long. I mean, they went through their dip, and you know they're going to they're going to get back. This is still the one, still the matchup that means the most to the definitely the fan base, but in the locker room as well. Yeah, I think it's one of them. Um, you know, I think we still have some of our old rivals that that still mean a lot. Uh, you saw that when North Dakota was in here this 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 year, but. Uh, you know, I'd probably say that you know Wisconsin and Michigan probably at this point of the the Big Ten would probably be, you know, our two biggest rivals within the Big Ten. I want to follow up kind of with what Maxie was at earlier about the new guys coming in. Uh, Luke Norman kind of out the first half, but he's been in four straight games now. How have you seen his progress? Well, I think he's done a good job. You know, he hasn't had a lot of minutes in a game because we've had some games with some penalties. All of a sudden, you look at the end of the night, and he's only played seven, eight minutes because if you're not in the power play or penalty kill, and you kind of get lost, lost in a little bit in a game. But um, hopefully we'll get into some games where, you know, he can you know play 12, 14 minutes 
uh, in a game. He's making plays. Uh, he's doing some good things. Uh, now hopefully we can get a little bit of offensive production from him uh, the second half of the year, especially with Tommy out. I feel like he'll stop 22-23 straight. Um, Wisconsin's about a top 10 uh, mm -hmm. on the power play. Uh, what's kind of just your emphasis for the weekend? Well, obviously discipline becomes important when you play a good power play. I mean, you don't want to give them six, seven chances. That's mm -hmm. that's first and foremost. If you can you know, give them three, then you're going to have a good chance to, to kill them off. Uh, we want to be aggressive. We can be aggressive, obviously. You know, know who their shooters are and try to, try to take those guys away. Uh, but they, they can move the puck around pretty well. They have a lot of different options. So we're going to have to make sure we stay disciplined in, in our lanes and, and what we're trying to do and you know, do a good job as a unit of four that are out there. And uh, obviously, you know, when we break down, that's when you're your goaltender to make a save on the penalty kill. And I think that's probably been as big a difference as anything that, you know, Eric's starting to make a few saves on the penalty kill when you need it. Okay, we good? Thanks. Right, Thank thanks. you. I guess to start, you had a you know, really good weekend and get a hat trick on uh, a lot of different kinds of goals, a shorthanded penalty shot. Um, what was that weekend like for you? Yeah, it was, it was nice to have, um, obviously, because we, the team and I work so hard each and every single day before and after practice, and to get some of those good bounces, it feels good. And, and a guy like Ryan Collins had a big weekend, too, and he's been outstanding for us lately, and uh, he's been putting a lot of hard work, too. So hard work pays off. You just got to keep your nose to the grindstone and just keep working. Six straight wins um, going into Wisconsin might be the best team of the uh, bunch of you guys have played. What do you think has kind of just been success and you've been able to build on? Uh, we've been limiting our turnovers, definitely, and that helps us a lot. And uh, we've been taking care of the D zone, too, and you know, trying to block a lot of shots and worry about D first. And then when we go in the O zone, we're just trying to um, stay on top of pucks and um, share with our D and just get in front of the net and get to the dirty areas. We've been pretty consistent in our play lately, and that's been helping us a lot. Um, you have a career high of 11 goals this season, and compared to last season, you had two and four and nine. Um, and you're only 20 games in now, so what really in you changed, and like, how did you push yourself to get to this point now? Um, I'm definitely shooting more. That's definitely been an emphasis that I had to work on. Um, I didn't shoot as much in the past, but definitely I'm just getting, I've been keep working hard each and every summer. and. Um, the guys I'm playing with, they're, they're helping me tremendously. It's not just an individual effort. They're giving me a great scoring opportunity. So I'm just kind of going to the net and trying to find a puck, and um, they're helping me a lot there. Thank you. Wisconsin's one of the old rivalries for Minnesota. Do you look forward to this weekend more yeah. than some of the other Big Ten schools? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a great Big Ten schedule. It's fun going to other schools, and um, Wisconsin's definitely a fun one. I, I, I love going there. Um, it's a great rivalry. There's definitely, I love when we see a mixture of, of fans in the building, when you have Wisconsin and Minnesota, especially because it's so close. But um, it'll be a, a fun weekend. It's good for them that they got a, a new coaching staff there and a little rebuilding year, and they've been doing well lately. And so it'll be a good test for us. What do you think the biggest challenge is playing this year's Wisconsin team? Um, I don't know if there's one big challenge. It's just us kind of worrying about ourselves and worrying about what we do best. And uh, we go in there, we got to respect them as a team. They're, they have a lot of good players, and um, they got great coaching staff, so they know how to play hockey. And um, we just got to go in there, do what we do best, and just see the, how the results um, and the outcome come. You said you've been shooting more. It just always seems with hockey, you shoot more, you score more. But when you score more, you shoot more. Does it sort of feel like there's been a momentum where Maybe it's not a conscious effort to shoot more, but just it's been working so well for you. Yeah, when you get a couple goals, you just want to keep keep firing them in the net. But um, I've had a bad habit of you know passing up opportunities like two on ones or anything in front of the net. I've been passed a lot, but um, 
my coach has been hammering that in my ear um, since I've been here, and my grandpa and my dad. So eventually it's got to get in you some way or another, and um, definitely shooting more helps. You know, and you might not even get the goal. You might get the assist. So, you know, you just got to make plays happen. If you're on the night, you just got to shoot the puck. Which of those three has been the most persistent among those voices? Uh, probably my coaches because I see them all the time. But uh, when, I, when I talk to my dad, he, he always tells me to in my – I mean, everyone tells me shoot the puck. So. <laughs> but uh, I hear from my coach the most since I'm with him all the time. Even Louis said on KFN, what's, yeah. why is it so hard for, for young guys to shoot the puck and be assertive? I know Rem is going through the same thing. Honestly, I think sometimes just like a, a selfish thing. Sometimes you just, just don't want to be selfish, but you're three feet away from the net and you don't realize that if you shoot it, you just got to trust your shot. It's going to go in. Um, sometimes they're going to make good save, and that's hockey, but... Um, a lot of times you go on a two-on-one, people think pass first, and that's why you know you don't you miss opportunities, or sometimes you miss the net or um, miss the pass. So you just gotta trust your shot and and trust your hockey belly and just shoot the puck. And I'm still working on that. It's been better this year than other years, but I just gotta keep shooting. How tough is it to see Tommy go down? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it's never good to see anyone around the league have that happen to him. He's just gonna. Um, Try to work as hard as he does off the or on the ice, off the ice with this rehab, and hopefully, and get back sooner than later. How does his absence kind of affect the forward core? Um, don't really have a comment on that. He's he's definitely a great player, and obviously it hurts our team a little bit. But we next guy's up, and we just got to go ahead and uh, keep playing.